Welcome, friends, to my Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Chu, and each episode is designed to build your faith and help you discover your purpose in life. Now, enjoy today's message. Section two, stir up your spirit. This is the best. Okay, what in the world does stir up your spirit mean? Okay, hear me. The moment you got saved and accepted Jesus as your Lord, you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And every good and perfect gift was deposited into your spirit in that moment, in that moment. Now, that doesn't mean that every good and perfect gift is fully developed in you at that moment. It just means it's there, it's been deposited, and it's waiting for the right time for you to activate it. So it needs to be strengthened and matured. Just like, okay, here's a great example. Babies. When they're born, they are born with the ability to walk and talk. Surely they don't walk and talk on day one or even day two, three, four, five, six, whatever. You see what I'm saying? But as they mature and they get older and they start developing those muscles and they start practicing and they start failing and getting up and trying again and failing and trying up and getting a, doing it over and over and over again, then they're walking and talking and then they never stop and they never shut up. And it's great. But that ability was in them all along. And this is what is with the gifts of the Holy spirit that are deposited into your spirit. The moment you accept Jesus as Lord, they are in you and it's up to you whether you decide to use them and activate them and exercise them. And so stirring up your spirit is one way to bubble that stuff up to the surface and start becoming and progressing towards a mature believer. Why does this matter? Proverbs 24.10 says it best. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. These are God's words. Don't get mad at the messenger. These words hurt sometimes, right? Hurt so good. If you fall to pieces, if you faint in the day of adversity, there wasn't much to you in the first place. You know what? That's not going to be our story. That is not your name. And that is not your lot in life. And that is why you are here making this investment in your spiritual growth, because you are preparing for your promise. You are in training for the trials. So when the trials happen, when the bad diagnosis happens, when the relationship falls apart, you don't fall to pieces. You rise up and you are an overcomer and you are victorious in Jesus name. Why does it matter? Okay. The Greek word translated stir up, it comes from the context of fire. So here's the idea. So to fire, it's like to rekindle and resurrect a fire. And we know the scene, right? The blazing bonfire, and then it slowly dies out. And so you just have these little glowing embers. Okay. And they're, they're almost gone, but they're not quite. And what do we do? We put air and oxygen on them and we breathe life back into the fire. We fan the flame. And then what happens? It burns again and fight and the flame happens more brightly and beautifully and brilliant, brilliantly than it was before. And so this is why we stir up our spirit so that our spiritual gifts do not grow cold through lack of use. We are going to fan the flames. We are going to resurrect what has been dormant. And we are going to let the fire in us burn and blaze brightly. Amen. Listen to what God says about stirring up your spirit. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God. Stir it up, which is in you 
within you, it's yours, through the laying on of my hands, the moment you accepted Jesus as Lord. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. Okay. You want the power, the love, the sound mind? I do. I do. You're going to stir up your spirit. You're going to stir it up so you can walk in that on a daily basis. Have no fear. Here's how you do it. There's three ways I am showing you. Reminder, there are a million ways. There's infinite ways to stir up your spirit. These are just three that I happen to use on a daily basis that I'm sharing with you. So by no means is this the one and only way. This is just options. Okay. So the first thing you can do, okay, let's set the stage. You're about to walk out your door. You're like, okay, I'm going to walk and talk with God. I've set my mind, right? I know that I'm going to go outside and move. Here's the first thing you're going to do. You are going to pop your earbuds in or your headphones or put it on speaker like my husband does. And you are going to start worshiping Jesus. You're going to put on your most lively, your most upbeat, your most favorite worship music. And you're going to sing along. And you're going to sing it loud and you're going to sing it proud. And the people on the sidewalk are going to look at you and you're going to just not care because you're doing business with the Lord. Here's why those worship songs, a lot of them are based on scripture. All of them are based on a relationship with the Lord. And when you start singing those words out, you are declaring his truth into the atmosphere and you are releasing the stronghold and the enemies of darkness. And you are rendering heaven when you sing those songs out loud and so that is one way of stirring up your spirit the next option you can do so you can do all of these or you can just pick one or two this is you get to customize it just pray in english but what i want when i say pray in english i'm very specific i want you to adore god what does adoration means that means you are simply going to praise him for who he is. Nothing more. This isn't the time to pray for Aunt Betty. This isn't the time to ask your prayers and petitions. This is just simply adoring Jesus. And so if you're not sure what that looks like, or if you haven't done that before, here's some questions you ask yourself. Who is God? What words describe him? Here's what it looks like for me. Jesus, you are worthy. You are value. You are holy. You are worthy. You are righteous. You are my father. You are my forgiver. You are my redeemer. Mighty God, Alpha and Omega. You get my idea? This is just worshiping and praising God for who he is. That's how I want you to start this time where you walk and talk with God. Next, I want you to pray in tongues. And if you don't have your prayer language yet, or you have questions about praying in tongues, DM me. I am more than happy to talk with you about it. I'm very passionate about it, but this is what the Lord has to say about praying in tongues. Mark 16, 17 says, and these miracle signs will accompany those who believe that's you. That's me. They will drive out demons in the power of my name, and they will speak in tongues. Tongues is for today. Tongues is for you. And this is what it looks like for me. I walk out. I keep looking that way because that's where my door is. Literally, <laughs> I walk out the door and it is just right into it. And I do it. 
And I keep doing it and I keep praying. And yes, I'm doing it out loud. And yes, the people walking by think I'm crazy, but you know what? I don't care because the Bible also says that praying in tongues is a sign to the unbelievers. So let them be curious. Let them wonder what I'm doing. Let them be pointed to Jesus because I'm shundying out the door along the sidewalk. Amen. Stirring up your spirit. Here's what to expect. When you're worshiping or adoring God or praying in tongues or some kind of combo of all three, your perspective starts to shift. Whatever heaviness you walked out the door with starts to lift. Your heart starts to open. Your mind starts to open and everything starts to change. This is the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm trying to introduce to you. And once you taste it, you're going to be like, how did I ever live a minute without this? not saying you've never experienced the presence of God, but what I want you to do is catch it on a daily basis, not just Sunday night at church, not just during the one Wednesday special prayer time, but every day, every day, when you stir up your spirit, your heart starts to soften. I am sorry, but if you have a problem with somebody, if you take your eyes off the situation and the purpose, the person and the circumstances, and you shift your focus to God, your heart will soften. And you will start to see that situation differently. You know what else it does? Activates the spiritual realm. And the enemy trembles and he retreats when you stir up your spirit. And that's a good thing. <laughs> you will come alive. It's like, it's like the warm-up, right? For your workout. This is the warm-up and the blood starts pumping and the, the spiritual juices start flowing. This is the warm-up and you start to come alive. So if you're tired, if you're doing it early in the morning, I'm telling you, give it two minutes and you're going to be wide awake. Here's the other thing. You're going to start doing this, especially those of you that are praying in tongues. You might be praying in English or tongues or, or singing for like a minute. And you're like, okay, what's next? I'm ready for the next step. And I'm doing this because I'm going to give you a guide that you can put on your phone. And I put it right on my notes and I just keep my phone with me and I scroll through this when I walk and talk with God. So for the future, when you see me doing this, this is like you referring to your phone saying what's next. You're going to want to stop. But remember, we are exercising our spirit muscles. And so they may be immature. They may be underdeveloped right now. That's okay. There's no shame and condemnation in Christ Jesus. But there is a new, different way to activate those gifts. And so when you're praying in tongues and you're like, I'm good, I want you to go a little bit further. Because the greater the challenge, the greater the change. And when you're comfortable and you stay in your comfort zone, well, nothing ever grows there. And we're in this to grow and to get one step closer to Jesus and to fully develop into mature believers. I mean, that's what I want. I'm assuming that's what you want too. And so we've got to create some time under tension for the growth to happen. So when you've run out of words to adore God in English, you're gonna repeat them again, or you're gonna spend a second and think of some new words. What I'm trying to explain is, the moment you want to stop, I want you to push. I want you to go a little bit more. I want you to go a little bit more. So. Praying in tongues for one minute may be hard today, but in 30 days, praying for 10 minutes in tongues is going to be no big deal because you've developed that muscle. I think you get it. Recap. You're going to stir up your spirit to strengthen it. It's your spirit muscle because you're not going to faint in the day of adversity. That's not going to be your plan. And because God says so, right? Stir up your spirit in 2 Timothy. We read about it. 
you are going to sing, you're going to pray in English, you're going to pray in tongues, and you are going to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That is a wrap for stirring up your spirit. Thank you, friend, for listening to my discipleship podcast. You can visit my website and send me your prayer requests and feedback. And to get more of my discipleship resources, visit our website at www.nowhope.org. Until next time, I pray that you will stand strong in your faith.